Hey, test. Can, mic test. Hey. All right, we're live. Sweet. Yes, we are live. Man, never thought I'd get a chance to go and do this, man. Yeah, man. First actually, time it's all exciting. I know. I'm actually real glad that we get to do something yeah, that man. allows us to achieve podcasting for free, man. Anchor is fucking beautiful. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, I man. Think, yeah. I think the only thing that I kind of have an issue with is the is the is the stuff in the end after you finish your podcast. They just advertise like, oh, download the app at anchor.fm and it's like, okay. I mean, that's good. That's a small price to pay for something I, you know, didn't pay anything for. But shit, man, I got, I got all the, I definitely got all the hardware to back up my podcasting studio. So, it's um when you have your podcasting up and running, when you at the end of your podcast episodes, there's a little advertising that Anchor does to advertise the app. And I guess I guess I never really finished my recording like that. I'm always ended at like 57, four minutes and 57 seconds. I just nah, man. It's, nah, man, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, at the end of the iTunes podcast. So when you set up your episodes, you set up your, uh, what was it? You set up your account on the iTunes podcast. Oh, okay, 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 I get it. Yeah, that's... That's where they advertise. Oh, so, yeah. I guess you're on level two, man. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. You will be too. Uh, Actually, yes, man, you gotta you gotta start posting your content, man. It's, it's like your content's gold. Do you have Thank a you, Do you have a your iTunes podcast up already? Um, no, I have not started with that, man. I'm currently still. Uh, I guess dealing with a couple of things, you know, in my personal life before I move on and make sure I have, I can have all the capacity to really share what I really have. Yeah. It's all good, brother. It's all gravy up in here. I'm not a genius like you creating scripts and all that, man. Man, man you are. Stop lying. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, no. We, we are all the same level. Yeah, but you, 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 you got to take that, though. You started with <laughs> yeah. that. Take it. Take it. it. I'm taking, man. Yes, daddy. I'll take the D. <laughs> <laughs> the dollar, people. Whoever's listening. Give me the dollar. <laughs> Give me the dollars. <laughs> I'll dance for you. Yeah, man. Oh, fucking hey, man. It's like, yo, you ever heard of this one YouTuber called Filthy Frank? Ah, Filthy Frank. Alright. Yeah. It's nah man. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest watching it. It's just like one of those like YouTube type of it's like that YouTube poops that they have on there. It just like clutters your brain. But oh. he's he's funny as fuck. He got so popular with like his grotesque stuff. It's like oh okay. He's he's super funny because he shouts a lot. 
he has this persona. He has like three personas called Joji, Pink Guy, and Filthy Frank. And oh. he actually created a his real name is George Miller and he created this uh omniverse about about Filthy Frank and Pink Guy and Joji. And they, they he built like a, a lot of a major fan base and they're they're considering his approach in comedy like art because it's uh you, you ever heard of harlem shake uh yeah he Definitely. he started that shit he was uh he was one of the originators it was i don't know man it's his craziness that you know catches on like that harlem shake is a crazy uh <laughs> Dance for, man. It is, man. It's just, it's so dis. I'm just actually surprised about you know the amount of attention you can gain from doing stupid shit. Oh, uh, you know, anything that attracts people, anything that is broad and and basically anything that shakes people's attention, right? That's where people grab towards. It's. Yeah, man. We got to be on that shit, man. We uh doing Harlem Shake. Harlem Shake. We got to we got to slam a car into a tall skyscraper and shit. 17th floor. <laughs> or man. Now. now, you know what? I'm down for that, but I feel like I want to learn how to create massive mansions made out of bamboo, man. Oh, hell yeah. Have you ever seen the structures in, uh, I think it's Indonesia, where they build these things? Dude, bamboo is not so bad to use. Not at all. Is it, it's, it's not water soluble, is it? Like, um, no, I'm not, I, I, I guess depending on the bamboo that you use, because it's a different kinds of bamboo, right? Yeah. But the ones that they use, and the ones that the ones I've been seeing, it's, it's a regular a Chinese bamboo. That's what they call it. And yeah. they grow 90 feet tall. And whenever they reach that height, they cut it off. And basically, with with two of those, they can build one house, one family house, like with like seven people in it. It's wow. massive, man. And and it's not just no regular house. They are able to put like legit rooms in it, bathrooms, living rooms. They even have a, a like TVs on it. Like it's literally, literally like look like a trailer home, but elevated. Oh shit! And it would have all like the underground stuff, like piping and electricity and all that. Um, I mean, that's what they have. They don't. They didn't really have that. Most of the people that that live in a bamboo, like I, I mean, I, I stayed in a bamboo back in the Philippines. But the ones we had, we just really when it's time to go doo doo, we just dig a hole and make a shit there, bro. Like, Damn, son. That's why the yeah. soil is so rich. Oh, it is, man. So rich Definitely. in that dinagawan. The smell smells. I mean, the the smell smells like projects, but I mean, it, it, it cover it, it cover it up. 
Yeah, I believe so. But shit, man, we can make a mansion off of bamboo. Yo, Definitely. did you ever see that video I sent you about Altitia? My God, man. All right, bro, you got you got you gotta like break it down even more. That All shit right. is. Okay. Yeah, like... All right. So let's say you're driving. You're in a motorboat. You're in the middle of the water. Yeah. And so you come in to this archway, which is the entrance of the city in the water. And uh-huh. it's basically a giant runway for the boats to dock their boats. Uh-huh. And along that runway, a bunch of statues. Statues of like, you know, it looks like imperial gods or, you know, like great right. leaders. Uh-huh. You just go down and and out into the distance you see a bunch of waterfalls, like artificially made waterfalls. Uh, that yes. Don't, yes. Yeah. And a lot and you see like the tall you see all the giant structures of the buildings. Basically uh-huh. the kingdoms and then there's the stadiums. There's and then there's like the commercial district where you where the tourists can go and walk around and shop at these boutiques. They can shop for food at the these nice restaurants all while looking at a gorgeous view of the ocean and the rest of the town and it's kind of like it's kind of structured where it's kind of like uh think santorini santorini island uh it's it's off of a mountain and they they just make the structures like kind of on top of each other uh-huh. and it all overlooks the water it's kind of like that in a way but it's you see the entire city and it's like it doesn't look too bad it doesn't look boring at all sounds like a venus project then you ever heard of the venus project i haven't all right it's basically um, um a futuristic civilization Mm-hmm. that's in the, in the works right now as we speak Ooh. and um, that is where you wonder where, where this sustainable movement is coming from mm-hmm. it's basically these sustainable movements basically like seeds right mm-hmm. and it will eventually grow into something like this it's basically our future society where yeah. we thrive on yeah and nobody has to work anymore. I mean, people still have to work, but the method of raising a child is uh, driven similar in J- like in Japan. Like uh-huh. you would have a child, and they would give a they would give they would present three things in front of the child: uh, a block. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, a pencil and a Crayola and whatever the child gravitates toward like let's say they grab uh-huh. the, the pencil they, they're gonna bring that child and they're gonna raise it to become an artist okay. or an architect and now thinking about that Japan is so successful like everybody's like structured 
the way they are. Like, not a lot of, not a lot of gangs are in Japan. You know, I mean, there, I mean, there's a kupsa here and there, but it's like law mm-hmm. and order, right? It has to be yeah. the other side as well. Uh, that's pretty much what's what's gonna happen, like near the future. Like, we're gonna be so much more advanced, not just technologically. You know, we are gonna be mm-hmm. in tune in nature, and at the same time, we're gonna be expanding our consciousness from an early age. Imagine knowing everything that you know right now by seven years old. Oh, you know how powerful we would become, like if we knew the type of con- bro. That's why. That's why. That's why Japan got Ultraman. Yes. You ever heard of Ultraman? Yes. Exactly. That's why they come up with these things because they know the they know the uh, the potential of the human being. Like instead of having a child <laughs> and and a newborn child and, and 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 introducing the child to like I don't know Shopkins and then you know evolving to Dora the Explorer. <laughs> like forget that. Like show the kid exactly. Dragon Ball, right? Teach teach the kid how to. Manipulate or learn his their energy Dude, and harness. This project's beautiful. I'm looking at these. Oh, are you looking at it? Photos. Is it look almost looks like this type of thing that Zeitka is would go and talk about? Oh my God, that is actually connected oh, to that. Oh, Zeit- Zeitka is yes. talking about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they actually presented. Um, this project towards the end of Zeitgeist yeah, number yeah, yeah. two, I believe. But that's pretty much it, man. The future is really bright, but you gotta open your mind to it because it's already happening. And the the conspiracy theory behind it is like the whole plan came from the consciousness coming from people from Venus, the Venus planet. They basically went here in this dimension where we are at, taught this this knowledge to people, and basically Tesla is one of the people that. Oh, uh, huh. go trail track back like five seconds. You said Tesla was one of the was the okay, company so, that. Okay, so um, when you like. Alright, let's say it's, it's really loud, like, in, in a room, right? Uh-huh. And somebody's talking. You have to, like, quiet... Quiet your, your, yourself down to, an ex- to, to the point where you can really hear the person speaking. So you can assimilate the knowledge being yeah. given. So that actually happens not just in a crowd. You actually get that if you sit down in nature. You know, that's how, you know, these, these people, Buddha, Jesus, and all that, like, they were able to tap into this consciousness, right? And they, they say, like, every year or every single day, right, there's a certain frequency that's being released coming from the core of the planet. You know, like magnetic frequency that we can actually assimilate as well. And they say Tesla tap into this and that's why he's able to communicate with animals as well oh, wow yeah so, i mean i just imagine just imagine 
imagine you speaking oh to your gosh, dog. That's, that's in the right. near future, man. That's what they predicted. I think it was like Machiavelli talked about that at one point. Oh my god, Machiavelli is cheese. <laughs> Machiavelli is fucking cheese. He fucking... He tapped into all of this. He basically cheated. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he got the cheat code uh, for life. That's what that shit is. <laughs> Alright. And this is what's crazy. Like, telepathy is so real. Like, we don't even really have to speak to connect. You know, one of the odds that I was listening to Machiavelli last night, and I'm building interest about yeah. this person. And suddenly you bring him up. And now I'm about to ask you, who the hell is Machiavelli, bro? And Lion. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Machiavelli, oh, he, Machiavelli, for those that don't realize, you know, a lot of you just need to look up Niccolo Machiavelli. He was one of the authors of The Prince, who basically talked about how, how all the evils in the world basically get what they want. But, and all the people who live virtuously and who are very helpful and nice they tend to face struggles a lot and people start to yes. realize you know why are why are these people that are like that are living such a such a reprehensible life you know getting everything that they want right and it all comes down uh-huh. to listening to the people that you have it's easy to listen to the people to the advice that your friends give you but it's the advice right. coming from your enemies that make you right that right make you grow make you shine those are the real gold nuggets from right. you know that you right. have to listen to no matter how much that you don't like that person you it's like right. they they have the advice to make you grow you know and get you somewhere that you want to be and that is well, that was just like one example. Machiavelli, he was basically a prophet. I mean, he, he exactly he predicted the fall of the dollar. He predicted that was there was gonna be oh, what was it? He he predicted the was it he the one that predicted the Antichrist? Um, atheist. Yeah, okay. I, I believe so. I believe so because he really believed in in true power yeah. within. And, and what's really interesting about this cat is is a lot of people think that he is crazy what he was speaking about because yo why, why are you speaking with this evilish type of knowledge why are you telling people to you know grasp their full power or whatever listen to their enemies and stuff but you know we got to understand that that the advice that we get from our friends so-called friends like the, the, people, the people that are that love us right. right it's not it's not complete like to be able to see the whole spectrum you gotta have love and hate exactly in it like exactly. yin and yang it's it's complete and yin and yang ain't even complete like you have to like twist it so it can form its own pers- you know its own perspective so it can become whole so exactly if my if my friend here Mr. Andrew Ortiz asked me uh, and asked for an advice. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. 
right. for for him. I'm I'm gonna tell you how it is. I'm gonna tell you from my from my perspective if it's gonna mm -hmm. kill you. I'm gonna let you know. If it's not, I'm exactly. gonna tell you. But for um, for a lot of people out there that that you know likes to give advice to their friends or whatever and say things like, "Oh, you can do it," you know, they just wanna they just wanna be a Tony Robbins <laughs> or Jim Rohn or whatever. Like, y'all gotta cut it out because you're not helping the other person um, create profit. You know, be abundant with that because we gotta we only grow from the darkness, right? We only grow from criticism exactly it's well first and foremost i love tony robbins he's like i just love his enthusiasm i just he, uh, i do i he, do he's um, do. It's an amazing speaker it's just there is an element i kind of wish he told us about how he presents it because um there's right because whenever he talks in his seminars, you know, helping people get their broken marriages back together or, you know, preventing a person from committing suicide. It just makes, it, you kind of wonder how, what was his method? You know, how, how does he do that when he talks to them? But he doesn't, he just, he shows you that he's talking to the person and then all of a sudden they are fixed again. And then we buy his books like right. a sucker and, you know, we, we follow the direction and then we we kind of go uh -huh. through a a giant loophole in our in our kind of stage in our life where we're trying to work and provide and you know uh -huh. but we're not like at his level but we we buy his stuff but a lot of a lot of this I understand that he has a lot to share to us he. He, he does. There's so much that he's experienced, so he he has like an abundant. He's an abundant resource of you know knowledge and wisdom, and I just believe uh -huh. you know a lot of us can learn from him if we just take the time to listen to his advice and take on take on all of those things without you know while putting in the time to listen and execute on what we listen to. I feel like she should, that he should be really talking about how to face the darkness, you know, instead of being more positive, yeah. you know, and, and the message because we gotta understand, like he was, he was mad overweight when he was starting off, right? And and he was really yeah. broke, so he really lifted himself out of that rut. Yeah. And a lot of people, these people that read his book. I mean, I read, I read a couple of his yeah. books as well, but it, it doesn't, he, he speaks about the problem and he gives mm -hmm. a solution instead of, instead of re, like, you know, constructive criticism again, right? This is why Machiavelli is so superior about all the others. Like, this is the power, this is your, this is the power, use it. Yeah. Right? His book, his book is 90 pages. Really? You know, it ain't no 300 pages. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. Oh, oh, Machiavelli. Ninety pages. Yep. Yeah. And that ninety pages, and you know, ultimately, less is more. You know, and in my in my perspective, you know, the more the more information you 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 assimilate, like 
the more confused you get in your mind because you have to break that down and you know you gotta understand which which yeah. prefers which which uh, which do I mm-hmm. prefer is like what makes Machiavelli so appealing is that what he talks about is stuff that's still relevant to today he I forgot to mention he also predicted 9-11 too and yeah oh did he? he it's crazy wow I forgot how it went but he's he's definitely he's definitely onto something I think he that's some cheesy (laughs) shit I know man it's crazy it's I think it's uh a lot of uh how should I say a lot of I don't know he probably tapped into a lot of Venus and Mars shit too (laughs) definitely (laughs) it's I just think that I just think uh let me I'm gonna go and real quick alright alright anyway and then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not even, that's why I'm not even surprised when Pac, Tupac implemented Machiavelli in yeah. this crap, right? Towards, towards, towards Pac saying, saying goodbye to this realm, he says he's going to go back as yeah. Machiavelli. And people couldn't really understand what, what the, the power of the message is. Right. Just, just saying the word that he's going to be Machiavelli, it means that he's going to live forever, which is powerful. Yeah. Right. Which is powerful indeed. It's well, yes. you know, Machiavelli is definitely a powerful figure. Alright, so look at this. Venus Project, aims and proposals. The plan of the Venus Project offers society a broader spectrum of choices based on the scientific possibilities directed toward a new era of peace and sustainability for all. Through the implementation of a global resource-based economy and a multitude of innovative and environmentally friendly technologies directly applied to the social system, the Venus Project proposes all dramatically reduce crime, poverty, hunger, homelessness, and many other pressing problems that are common throughout the world today. One of the cornerstones of the organization's findings is the fact that many of the dysfunctional behaviors of today's society stems directly from the dehumanizing environment of a monetary system exactly in addition automation has resulted in the technological replacement of human labor by machines and eventually most people will not have the purchasing power to buy the goods and the services turned out. The Venus Project proposes a system in which automation and technology would be intelligently integrated into an overall holistic socio-economic design where the primary function would be to maximize the quality of life rather than profits. This project also introduces a set of workable and practical values this is into perfect or chord this is also in perfect accord with the spiritual aspects and ideals found in most religions throughout the world what sets a venus project apart 
However, is that it proposes to translate these ideals into the working reality. Then it goes into phases. Phase one is research center. Phase two is documentaries and a major motion picture. Phase three is experimental right. research cities. And then, let me see. Right. Realizing the declaration of the world's resources is being common heritage of all people, encouraging the wide, widest range of creativity and incentive towards construction in Denver. And then, yeah, it just goes into more detail about it. Let me see. Research Center in Florida. Oh, this is in Florida. I am so down to live in this society. It is actually starting enough, man. Even, uh, you know, it, it's all over the world. Like, people are um, showing symptoms that, <laughs> that the whole reality is in a verge of healing. Right. Right? Just, just the word Venus is thrive on love. That's what it actually yeah. means. Love. And our society just missed that, you know, because of the, all the distractions that we've been getting. Like, we get so much information that we lose common sense and we lose the awareness of what we truly feel. Now, we can't... A lot of, a lot of kids nowadays, they can't really guide themselves because they are not tapped into what they feel. Right. Some people feel a lust towards, towards, I don't know, like drugs right. or whatever, right? And they associate that with love. Right. And meanwhile, in Denmark, all the drugs, all kinds of drugs from, talk about, from meth to marijuana, it's all legal. It's right? crazy. And if, just imagine, it's zero crime rate in Denmark right now. Nobody's killing nobody. The ones that need the, that, that feel like they have a, that they have a problem yeah. with addiction, they really go out there and seek help. You know, that's that's definitely a good tactic. You know, to make every almost every drug out there completely legal, only yes. because it 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 gives us the gives us the idea that it's always accessible so we don't actually attempt to reach it and the ones that do yeah. end up reaching it it's not know, are the stupid ones because they think they can handle everything but you know i just think the world will filter itself out no, i'm just kidding definitely the thing is the thing is with the thrill the thrill of the chase is all gone People are gonna start thinking more sensible right. thoughts, right? We're gonna be more in charge of what we think, what we feel, what we eat, what we do every single day, and that would just build a more sustainable society because everybody would be looking at the homeless man and be like, "Yo, he does not have a home. We ain't got shit yeah. to do. Let's build this motherfucker a home." <laughs> yes. Right? And that's how it's gonna be. That's imagine. Morietta, like that. Imagine the whole San yeah. Diego is like that. You know, wherever it is, we have a, you know, a huge homeless population. Maybe even Hawaii. They should start in Hawaii because Hawaii is such a beautiful yeah. island. But it just, man, the homeless out there is just like, it's a virus. Yeah. The homeless, it's like when you when you go out there, like they, you ever listen to Jordan Peterson? All right, so uh, no, I, I get... I suggest you go and listen to him. He's a clinical psychologist. 
he he's a he's also a university okay. professor, but he talks about how the concept of heaven and hell is a state of mind where you it's a psychological um, temperament that you're currently in a, in in right now. That that is very so, interesting. Yeah. So yes. when you're let's say you're homeless in Skid Row, you know you're basically in that uh-huh. hell. There's like when everywhere you go down, it's like people are in a state of hell because they they go through extremes in their emotions, and people will fight you if you look at them. And that's kind of the that's just like a general generalization of how we live our lives, and it's kind of like a yeah, like I said earlier, it's just like a psychological. Um, evaluation so do you think that a, a newborn child is born is manifested into this reality having a brain that's programmed with hell 5.0 hell 5.0 i think it's i yeah. would like to think it's neutral only because uh-huh. they they are grown with nothing but potential and energy but they don't know what they're doing and so that way, okay. so their minds are constantly molded into uh, into an ideal, you know, adapted by their parents. And then, right, you right. know, what the parents believe, you know, will be a 2.0 of what their parents are, unless they waken the fuck up. Well, that's right, that's right. So, parents are the wrong state of mind, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Some Some parents could be successful, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. So what what brings what makes a, a child hellish, I should say. You know, or, or living I, live in I hell. think it has a lot I think I'll it has a lot to do with the the dysfunction inside the family. You know? Uh, a lot of a lot of kids grow up, their kids are probably neglected or they're abused or there's always fighting in the household. Or maybe if the kid is going through foster homes from house to house, you know, it's and uh-huh. there's going to be a point in time where the kid is going to need like a father figure in that in their lifetimes. And when there's no father, they look for other sources of mentorship, like gangs in their neighborhood. And so th- right. those usually happen around. I'd say middle school. Well, depending on where you're at. Because I know in like some LA areas, they, the the gangs, you typically target kids that are from sixth to eighth grade. And they, uh-huh. and that's the most impressionable period in time for those kids. Cause they want to, they want a sense of acceptance. They want to, they want to feel like they're part of something. And it, but then again, it's a lot, a lot of factors come into play. It, yeah. Definitely. It's, or in my, in my experience, like, I mean, we all gone there, right? That's why we have, we know the concept of heaven and hell. It is a state of mind. I totally agree with it because when I was growing up, being surrounded by people that would, try to bully me or mm-hmm. other people right you would you would kind of see what 
you would kind of see the separation yeah and the pain that people go through on a daily basis yeah and i was that kid from hell yeah right i i grew up drawing people and i grew up killing people on my drawings Shit. yeah right I would write and I would kill people in my writings. My poems were really oh, deadly. Like, and I would do this in, in class because I didn't like where I was at. I felt like I was being forced to do something that I don't like to do, something I don't right. love to do. And that force forces my mind, my, you know, that forces me to be in a hell state of mind. Like I resent because I've been, I'm being pushed to do something again. That's not, that's not like feeding me anything that, that I want to eat. It's, and eventually it's going to come back at you. A, a lot of our, yeah, a lot Definitely. of our decisions typically come with consequences. And the most, and one question that, you know, we should all be asking ourselves, you know, whatever we do is why, why do we do the things we do? And why are it's like what stems from all that is could possibly prevent us from any future harm, you know, from that sort of behavior. Definitely. See, see, that's the that's that is the proper way of thinking. Yeah. You know, it involves analyzing yeah. things. Nowadays, we think what we feel. Right? We feel something and we doubt what we feel, so we feel like we have to think yes. what we feel to keep to, to, to validate it. But we gotta we gotta understand what we think sometimes. That is when heaven and hell shows up, whatever yes. we think, right? So we have to we have to analyze it, we have to practice our our we have, the brain is a muscle and we have to actually really do mm -hmm. push-ups with it so we can better analyze exactly. things. It's not to mention it's uh it takes some effort to do that because i know it takes no effort to be oblivious and just be mindless and do do all those ah, things yes so easy. it's i can do that right now <laughs> to 90. Easy. yes yes that is also <laughs> it is very easy for it to do that uh -huh. plus it's also easy to put people down which I think is the uh, one quality that we all need to understand is to yes. cater to people's uh, cater to people's feelings and you know just be there for um, one another. Yeah. True. Uh, excuse me, bro. I'll call him back because my dad's calling right now. I have to speak I with this gotcha. old man. All right. This is wisdom and knowledge. Hi, man. <laughs> awesome, bro. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah. This is wisdom and knowledge. This is 19, and you have watched. <laughs> Higher consciousness. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I'll see you in a bit.